out because it may not be the best cold open. Because it's just a small little story mm-hmm. about me plugging the podcast on the Twitch stream. Oh yeah, I like it. But uh, yeah, I was I was playing some D and D on a Twitch stream crawler on D uh, on Twitch C R four instead of an A L three R like Nightcrawler. Great guy, been having some fun. It's a uh, content creator D and D stream that we've been starting doing. As we're leaving, I was like, guys. I gotta go record a podcast. They're like, oh, that's awesome! And I was like, yeah, it's called One Nine Hundred Nerd Talk Podcast, where we talk all of your dirtiest, nerdiest needs. And they're like, honestly, that's probably one of the best taglines that we've ever. Heard. <laughs> I was like, thank you so much. They're like that, honestly, I feel like that could be a dating app, and I would sign up for that service. Let's go. <laughs> so be on the lookout on the App Store One Nine Hundred Nerdy Talk Dating. Oh, we're gonna go ahead and get that coded up. Make sure you swipe right on your dirtiest, nerdiest needs. By the way, congratulations to you, sir. UConn, yeah. baby. UConn. Uh, we were due for one. Yeah. We were due. Like, what were we, four seed? Yep. Unranked in the preseason polls. People, you know, gave us some credit early on in the season. Middle of the season, a little rough. People were like, oh, they're out. Get ranked number four and absolutely just murked everybody. Yeah. Through the through the March Madness. Yeah. Now, uh, on the bench, Klingon. He is 7'2". He gives off such I'm-just-happy-to-be-here vibes because he's a freshman the whole time. I mean, like, he's, like, chirping from the bench. Now, I mean, he comes in the game, puts up pivotal points. Like, he's a menace in the paint. Like, I think uh, San Diego did not hit a layup Mm. until halfway through the second half. Yeah. Which is insane. But, like... Every time they like they scored something, Klingon was throwing up like his teammates' like signature move thing that they do, and I was like, "This dude, he just loves playing I, basketball I, with his friends." Let's take this guy on, on tour. I was like, like this, "I want, I want to continue watching him play basketball." Everybody needs that hype, man. Uh, speaking of sports, baseball season. Yes, it it's is, bag, baby. Nobody and cares let's be honest. except for me and you. And that's yes, all right. because baseball is hands down the nerdiest of sports. It is. By far. Like, the amount of stats and numbers that are tracked in baseball, that is the nerd sport. You ever watch Moneyball? Like, yeah, that so is a nerdy movie. So nerdy. I mean, just, the, they build a team based off of math. On base percentage. <laughs> We have no money, but we have math. They, is the entire is, is the tagline of that built movie. a playoff team around Chris Pratt and math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is Chris Pratt in Moneyball? Yeah. I completely forgot he's in Moneyball. Yeah, he plays uh, Hattenberg, right? Yeah, he does. You're right. That's really young Chris Pine. Chris Pine? Nope. Chris, Chris Pine, Pine is in the new Dungeons and Dragons, which movie, was though, good, which was fantastic. You ain't watched it yet. Have I haven't watched it yet. You need to go see it. I do. Guardian, it is a fantasy Guardians of the Galaxy. It is. That's and I heard exactly it described that way, and I was like, that is the perfect way to describe this, this movie. I, this may go out. This may be controversial. Maybe. Hot take alert? Hot take alert. We need a hot take alert uh, button. Uh, like, a, like a sound for a hot take a, alert. We need mm. a hot take alert. Like a, Anyway, say that five times real fast. I think the humor might be a little bit better in this movie than Guardians. Oh. And the only reason I say this seems a little less self-serving. It's like it's uh, some of it's just dry. Yeah, and it's and it's like and dude, you got to think about it. So like, Hugh Grant's performance is yeah. so good. Hugh Grant's great. He's so good. So and this is not really a spoiler. There's a scene where they're in the 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 pit, the cave. Yep. They're, they're trying to get the helmet. Yeah, uh-huh. and they got the little creatures that look like brains with legs. Yeah, uh-huh. and dude, that's a funny joke. 
It's a great joke. It's so good. And he, so they're all like trying to hide. And the, the guy who's guiding them, he's like, hey, listen, everybody stop what you're doing and don't think. And they're like, why? He said, these things feed off of your thoughts. And so, like the person with the highest intelligence so is the, who they'll attack. Typically, some, whoever has the highest intelligence, they'll attack that. So everybody try not to think. And like these little creatures, they just, everybody freezes against the wall. And these little creatures like walk right by them. They don't look at them. They don't acknowledge them. They just walk on past them. And as, as soon as they're past, they sit there for a second. And Chris Pine goes, well, that was hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so good. And, but like even too, but like that so speaks to how much attention that they paid to making this a D&D movie. Because all of the people that are, that make up that party, we have a bard, a barbarian, a sorcerer, yeah. a paladin at that moment because of the, uh, the extra character that joined in. Yeah. And then a druid. None of them are intelligence based classes. Yeah. So all of them would use intelligence as their dump stat. I know I'm getting into nerdy stuff right no, now. This fine. is the podcast. They would all take intelligence as their dump stat. So none of them would be intelligent enough for them to attack them. Right. But of course the bard's like, well, all right, okay. You didn't have to be that obvious about it. <laughs> and, it's, and it's little subtle things, like when uh, uh, the guy who, it's the dude from Bridgerton. Oh, yeah, remember. yeah, that dude. When he's Zenic like, or whatever. Yeah, he's like, this is where I leave you now. And he turns around and starts walking away. <laughs> and they're like, just, so funny. He's like, I've never seen anybody walk that straight. He's walking so and there's straight. this this random boulder in his way. He goes, is he going to go around the rock? He's gonna go, and he steps on top of the rock. He goes, nope. Nope, he's going over the just rock. Going right? straight. <laughs> going it's just going straight. It's just little things like and that. It get, like, like, all right. And to me, like it, it just speaks to how D&D is played. Because like, yeah. you see a rock on a battle map. You're not walking around the rock. You're just gonna walk over. You're just gonna walk in a straight line was, to where you're going. And so it's like it, dude, it. It's so funny. It's just funny in general, and then it's even funnier whenever you're a player yeah. of Dungeons. And, and when when you hear people say you're gonna watch this movie and want to play D and I get it. One hundred. Like you get through it, and I'm going. This movie would have been funnier had I been a D and D guy. Like yeah. it was funny without me being a D and D. Right. And. And two, like, I think the thing that speaks the most to this movie is it feels like playing D&D. Yeah. Like, the moment where, you know, the druid is just absolutely smashing the character in the ground. Yeah. It's like everybody describes that moment when they're playing yeah. D&D. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you beat the bad guy. What do you do? I just smash him into the ground 700 times. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is just friends playing D&D, and we've absolutely. made it into a movie. And the best part is it's a good story. Yeah. And at the end of the movie... There's like this really good heart moment. You're yeah. going. It did it not tried to get see me. that coming. It, it tried did not to get see me. that coming. Mm. It's it's really good. The lady next to me that was watching it though, it didn't get me because I saw it coming a bit. Got her. Though. It got her real got deep her. though. It got, it got her it real got, deep. It got Jay a little bit. He looked at me like, so th- I'm like, crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what happens, buddy. Uh, so yeah, very entertained there. And if if I can't be entertained in a movie, my second favorite place to be entertained. Is Crypto at, Comics. Yeah. <laughs> the best comic book shop tagging in in all of <laughs> the United States, if not the world. The galaxy, maybe even. Our friends over at Crypto Comics will set you up better than you've ever been set up in your entire life. Uh, if you're wanting to go and check them out, go visit our friends over at Crypto Comics. Their address is 3513 West Emory Road in Powell, Tennessee. Three thirty-seven thousand eight hundred and forty-nine <laughs> is the zip code. Go check out our friends over at Crypto Comics. Uh, yeah, and go see Loki. Go give, see Loki. Give him a good, give him a good belly rub. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, roll the podcast. Roll the podcast with Pedro. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies, welcome back to yet another week of one nine hundred nerdy talk. 
<laughs> this week, the boys are talking about some trailers and Star Wars celebrations. So make sure you stay tuned and listen in as we talk all of your dirtiest, nerdiest needs right here on one nine hundred Nerdy Talk. Made the decision. Reckon Brando made the call. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I this like is it. what happens because you guys make fun of me for not knowing what we're talking about. So in the moment, sometimes I just have to decide what we're talking about. Hey, that's perfectly fine. We got a lot of good trailers this week. That's the power of the yeah, intro. Yeah. A lot of good trailers. Some trailers that uh, are, were part of movies that we've already seen trailers for. Um, but then, the, really the two biggies are Blue Beetle and Secret Invasion. Yeah. I've not watched the, the Blue Beetle trailer yet, because I figured we could oh, do a live reaction to that. Oh so. Boy. Make sure you watch. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, we're going to do a live reaction. So stay tuned to our Keep it to on Brando's our... live reaction to Blue. So we, I yeah. tell you what, we're not going to talk about the Blue Beetle trailer. Yeah. Okay. Go to our YouTube channel and see our live, well, Brando's live reaction to the Blue Beetle trailer, which looks awesome. Yeah, Sweet. it does. It looks like Moon Knight on crack. I have a couple Blue Beetle comics, so. Do you really? I do. Do you I really? Do. So you know what's uh, like newer or some of the older ones? Very new. Like okay. free comic book day, like had some blue beetle stuff. Gotcha. It's gotcha. just a fun read. I, I'm not. I had to Google. I had heard. I'd heard of Blue Beetle, but literally had never seen him. Wasn't there a TV show? <clears throat> I think he was Batman: part of... Brave and the Bold had Blue Beetle as a side character. Gotcha. There you go. And was he ever like involved with Teen Titan as well? Yep. A little bit, probably. So. Yeah, he's in a lot of the Teen Titans, especially like even the HBO, um, like movie Titans. coming, whatever. Um, he's a part of that as well. Sweet. So yeah, go to our YouTube channel as soon as you're done listening to this entire episode because you know we it's like, gonna be good. We're a fan of numbers. Uh, so <laughs> and then go to our YouTube channel and uh, watch the video, like the video, share it with a friend. Do that. Then subscribe to the channel. Play it again in the background of your computer while you're doing whatever. You can mute it. Feel Just f- let it play. Feel free to loop it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you do. Uh, seven years, good luck will be bestowed upon you. Yes. Yep. Uh, we can talk about secret invasions. Yes, yeah. we sure can. Is this, you know, we don't have to really go into details of the trailer. Really good trailer. Yeah. Lots of little Easter eggs, not lots of little potential storylines. They're hinting at multiple, you know, government officials mm-hmm. being scrolls, maybe even some Avengers mm-hmm. being scrolls. Um, is are they going to use this as potentially a way to retcon some some I was issues, thinking mistakes? That, yeah. I think this is a reset show for Marvel. Almost, it like, seems like it. I feel like they've listened to a lot of the fan backlash, yeah. thankfully, and I'm hoping <laughs> I'm right. But I feel like they listened to a lot of the fan backlash on things that they didn't like because this show feels like Captain America Winter Soldier. It does. Yeah. And that is what the people love and that is what they want. And I don't know, just the whole tone of this show feels like it's going back to, you know, phases three and four of Marvel and I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Or phases two. Are they releasing the entire season two, by the way? I'm not sure. I, I when I was trying to find some more information on it, I multiple places I saw was saying that when this show comes out, they're dropping the entire season. Hmm. Interesting. Which I might be on board for. Yeah. Especially if you're going to give us 25-minute episodes. Yeah. Right. I think that would definitely help a lot. One thing that I, like, loved while watching this trailer was the lack of, like, shove-down-your-throat comedy that was in Yeah. It. Very, very little. If 
if any, very, very little like lighthearted moments filled this trailer, which is very unlike all the other MCU trailers that we've gotten thus far. Um, and granted the, the franchises that are like the movies that have been producing them have been more, um, lighthearted movies. Like, uh, I mean, we're talking about like the, the new Thor love and thunder movie, the new Ant-Man movie, but you're getting right. like jokes in these movies as, as the trailers are released, half of their jokes are already being like projected into their trailers. Yeah. This did not have that. This was very, very much like, uh, I love the point that you made, like the winter soldier. Yeah. Uh, vibe to it. I didn't realize how centered it was going to be on Fury as well. Same, same. Like I figured he'd be a main character of it. I didn't think he was going to be the character exactly, of the show. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out, like, because he says in the trailer, like, you know, somebody. I think somebody says, "What about the Avengers? Don't you?" And he's like, "I have to do this by myself." Yep. Yeah. Why? That's what I'm. I'm most interested to figure out is like, part of me. Why does he have to be the only person that fights this battle? So, okay, here's my guess. He doesn't know who all the scrolls are and do, and only yeah. trusts himself because that's such a Nick Fury like he knows that he's have. not a scroll. Correct. <laughs> yeah. That's all, and that's all he knows. Do you think Fury's going to eat it in this one? I think it's possible. So it'd be a good time to do it. I think it's possible. How many times has he died? Like the true. Like the I hate thing. him dying in a TV show though. Yeah, that's fair. I think so. Like, I think it was uh, New Rockstars pointed out. He sees he goes to his uh, his like grave, his headstone. Yeah. Yeah, and it in this trailer, his headstone says something different than what his headstone in the movie uh, in the movies say. Oh, I've not watched this video, which, yet. <laughs> which hints at he's got multiple, multiple grave sites. Yeah, so like it, it's he just has like a pistol stuck away. That's at just each the most. One. That's the most Nick Fury thing. Is he's got mul- yeah, all that he's got guns and stuff in it. So I mean, it if. It's the most Nick Fury thing to have multiple gravesides yeah, with your name on right. it, and they all say different Just in things case. on it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, excitement level for this. It's up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it gives me hope for the MCU as a, as a franchise. Um, and granted, it's just one trailer, and so, like, yeah, all this can be uh, retcon later. But, yeah, as is, watching this, it's like, okay, this feels like a good story. This feels like grounded and, and like punchy. It feels like yeah. had, there's so much like grit to it. Leave it to Nick Fury too to kind of settle the waters, you know, at the center of all the original Avenger movies and the, in the individual movies was Nick Fury. Yeah. Yep. And so leave it to him to come back around and go, Hey, MFers, let's, right. <laughs> let's yeah. slow it down. Um, this weekend, well, it's a big nerdy week this week, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is. A lot, a lot of stuff happening. Super Mario. Uh, so we're recording this tonight on a Tuesday. Super Mario comes out tonight at midnight. Oh, yes, it does. I'm planning on going the to see that. The reviews are very good. Really? The the screener reviews are very, very good. Most of them are saying, like, you know, nostalgia out the wazoo. The music is insane. Storyline. Most of them are like, the weakest part is the story, but it's a Mario, it's a Mario yeah. Yeah. movie. That's so. the weakest part of every Mario. Yeah, it's, it's a Mario right. movie. So we got that coming out. But Star Wars Celebration yeah. kicks off the 7th. It's in London this year. I don't think we're going to be having one next year and maybe the year after that. So this is going to be the last celebration we have for maybe one or two years. Interesting. Um, so... I ask you this, looking at the state of Star, obviously Celebration is, you know, typically when Celebration's going, I have YouTube going, streaming yeah. all day. Right. At my desk, I'll have it literally, sometimes I'll bring an iPad and just 
let <laughs> just let YouTube just keep just going. Let it go, yeah. And because sometimes they'll they'll go ahead and throw some of the panels up there for free, so it'll, oh, be, cool. it'll be on YouTube. So every once in a while, you'll see the side stuff, you'll see the reviews, but then every once in a while they'll take you into a main panel, and you're like, oh crap, you get to see Mark Hamill tell jokes, right, and the whole yeah. things. So start celebration, is, and also it's just a beautiful thing, man. You a thousand, you know, five six thousand people crammed into this. This giant place, and everybody loves Star Wars, and everybody like is the ultimate Star Wars geek, and everybody hates Star Wars because the and, people who love it yeah. hate it the most. <laughs> and but like it's a big family thing. It's it's, it's like a massive family reunion, and it's the, the see all the running of the the Willrow hoods and right. the ice cream makers, and it's just it's cool stuff. Some of the deepest cuts you're going to find is yeah. at Star Wars Celebration. But it's also where they announce shows and movies, and you get to see special appearances from. Old stars and stuff. So it, it's as a Star Wars fan, you look forward to it because it's setting up your expectations of the future. Sure. However, Lucasfilm slash Star Wars is currently in like a big turd smelling vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Um, and they're like a Roomba that caught dog poop that accidentally caught the poop, and it's just, instead of cleaning the room, it's actually smearing it. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're going to have to clean it up even longer. Again, the biggest Star Wars fans <laughs> are the ones who hate it the most. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we've gotten some good stuff here. I th- uh, you know, Mandalorian has, for the most part, been a pretty good ride this season outside of maybe the first episode. Andor was good. I think they announced this week that Andor's season two is not happening. Mm. Uh, bold move yeah. on their part. It's not. I mean, it's a bold move, but it's but not. But it's not because nobody watched it. Right. The people that watched right. it loved it, but most people, a lot of people did not watch Correct. it. Correct. And, and they like to not make things that we like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but here's the thing. A lot of people are not watching Mandalorian season three right now, too. That's fair. Bunch like me. Of people the, the, view, the view, the viewership is down significantly from season two. And the way season two ended, everybody loved it. So it was like, what happened? What happened? And what happened is I think people are, they don't trust Lucasfilm right now. They don't trust Star Wars. They don't trust the leadership. And I don't even think it's just Kathleen Kennedy either. Like, I think she's yeah. a big part of it. Yeah. But I think some of the changes that Disney made with Chapek and 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 then going back to Iger um, made things difficult. Rough. Um, it's rough seas to sail. You, they basically, you took a recipe that wasn't going well at the moment, but still had some good taste to it. And then you added a crap ton of salt to it. And it just, yep. it, you know, that's what happened. It is what it is. Rumors are, are saying that Kathleen Kennedy's getting ready to step down and or be asked to leave. I'm not really sure what mm-hmm. it is. And honestly, as much as I'm frustrated with some of her choices as leadership of, of Lucasfilm, phenomenal career. And yeah. she is an absolute monster of a producer uh, just Google her name and see what movies she's, she's attached to. There's some stinkers in there, but most of them are all-time classics and yeah. some of the highest um, money-making bags out there that right. you're going to find. So a lot of people are going to be asking, what's the future look like? What's leadership look like? I guess as a, as a big Star Wars fan whose office is covered in Star Wars stuff at work, what I'm wanting out of celebration is, um, I, I want consistency. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I want I would no, I want to see a, an announcement about a movie. Like I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see an announcement of a director. I want to see some game plans. I want to see 
you know, some good stories, some stuff that's getting ready to come up. I want to see all that, but it doesn't matter if there's not going to be consistency in the quality. Right. It doesn't matter. We, we've already seen like in this most recent episode of Mandalorian spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, but we saw Zeb from rebels and the CGI was phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely. Mind blowingly good. I mean, the muscles in his, in his temples, know. you know, the, when he's, he grits his teeth and he, he kind of smirks and the skin wrinkles up. And yeah. Like I it, mean, it's Thanos level of like good Thanos CG, level CGI good CGI in a TV show. Literally, you have people taking that CGI and not comparing it to Marvel TV shows, yeah. but comparing it to Marvel movies and going, this is much better than that. Right. Oh, my God. I just looked up a picture of him. It's in the- phenomenal. Dude, no, that is it's literally perfect. It's le- legitimately better than anything that that the MCU has put out since Thanos. Yeah, like obviously they spent a lot of time on Thanos and like, with the exception of Modok. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But like the big thing is with the, what makes Lucasfilm so special. You know, Marvel they they have to hire people out to do their they outsource. Right. Right. They outsource. Lucasfilm, it's all there. Everything Lucasfilm needs to succeed is right there. In-house. It's right there. All the people, the storylines, the writers, it's all right there. And so, like, what they need is a game plan, and they need leadership. I want I want an answer to those two questions. If you don't give me a movie announcement, if you don't give me a TV show announcement, if you don't give me a major actor announcement, I'm fine if I get those two things answered. Give yeah. me F squared as the new heads of Star Wars. Yeah. Like, if they said, you know, Favreau and Filoni are taking over as, like, the leads of, like, Lucasfilms, I may pass out. I think, I think, here's here's my thing with I that. I would, too, but for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I, if you give them leadership roles, I want them to lead it. Not Maybe not necessarily do the directing. Yeah. I think Favreau's... I think some of the best episodes of... All of the shows aren't directed by those exactly. two. Exactly. But the best storylines come from their minds. I, I think some of the... They've, they've had some really good stuff pop, especially Filoni. I mean, Filoni's storytelling. I mean, what he did with, with Clone Wars, Rebels, right. uh, the characters that he's created can't be denied. Hanzo is one of the most... Is one of the best characters in Star Wars. <laughs> he's one of the best characters. Right. But I, I want to see... I want to... I would love to see them running the show. Yeah. Mm. From up here, yeah. But having the creative team and different directors come in and do mm-hmm. it, I want it run similar to what the MCU is run as far as uh, not necessarily as far as the, the product itself, but from a planning standpoint, right? You know, yeah. we have a ten-year plan, right? We're going to start here, and the expectation is to be there, right? We may change the recipe along the way a little we're bit. We're going to figure out the road yeah. that we take to get there, but that's where we're the, going. The goal is to end up at this character down here, and, or this moment here. Yeah. The best part about Star Wars is is you don't you may not have a bunch of comics to pull from, but you do have a lot of legends to pull. from. You sure you do. do. And at this point. The way CGI is and the way they've run things, you can you can still have appearances by certain people, but the galaxy is massive. Right. And that's what I was gonna say. Like that's what I wanna see the most out of Star Wars Celebration is this is a long time ago in a galaxy far away. It's a whole galaxy. Like yeah. I love the Skywalkers, I love the whole Skywalker saga for the most part. 
But we had nine movies centered around this one specific family that was supposed to bring balance to the force. And we never really got a conclusion to balance being brought to the force. Yeah. Like, because I don't think it's something that can necessarily be balanced. Let's see what the wars were looking like elsewhere. Like, there's a big galaxy. There's a lot of people that are Force-sensitive. Dude, yeah. give me a movie or a show about someone that is Force-sensitive that isn't a Jedi or a Sith. Yeah. Like, that one little kid that's uh, in... um The broomstick kid? Yeah, the broomstick kid. Like <laughs> In episode eight. Yeah, like, it shows that there are people that are Force-sensitive that aren't Jedi or Sith. Like, dude, give us a story about what are those people just off somewhere and, like, just yeah. start spinning off and telling new, compelling stories that aren't centered around the Skywalkers. So yeah. the best part about Mando is that you do have Grogu. That, yeah. That you can literally take and He may end up in the Outer Rim somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is why Luke never finds out about him. Yoda never hears about him. Whatever. You could have a whole series of... Quote I love on, that you just said Luke never finds out about him and he literally I mean, trained I mean, him. I mean, <laughs> I mean not, not Luke. I meant Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like none of those guys ever sense him or find out or Vader. None of those guys find out about him. But you could have a whole... <laughs> A whole series. Obi Wan was already dead. Whatever Luke yeah, found out was. about him, <laughs> I, the point, I mean, he was. But he was alive. You know, he was rescued from okay. the temple. Um, okay, I got you. Yeah. I was like, I'm talking about when like Force Ghost Obi Wan sitting on, on Dagobah. He's like, there's got nobody it. else. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, <laughs> I was like Joe, all these answers have uh, all these questions have answers. <laughs> This is why I, I wish did. we just knew who was underneath the mask of Darth Vader. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star Wars celebration. Who is Darth Vader? Does he have just any, can't figure it out. Does, does he, he have, have any kids? kids? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate you both. Anyway, uh, so back to what I was saying. You could have a whole group of quote-unquote Jedi, even though they're not actually Jedi. They're just Force-sensitive right. yeah. people. They may even discover lightsabers and stuff, but they're like, we're not going to stick with that crazy religion over there because right. look what happened to them. Almost like militia style. I, I think you could do a whole it would be, thing there. That'd be pretty sweet. It would be cool if they look at the Jedi the same way that the Mandalorians look at the Death Watch. And it's yes. like, just kind of mm. start painting those yes. like gray areas. And it's like, oh, maybe the Jedi were kind of like extremists, cultists. Yeah. Like... I think I a, a like big thing fun. for me is I would really love to see some sort of game plan. Like my favorite thing that I yes. saw from yeah. the DC recently is the fact that James Gunn said, this is everything that is releasing yep. in, in yeah. our next pan. As far as we can see, here's what we got. We have blue beetles coming out. We have a new Superman. We have these like the else world series that's coming out. It's like that gave hope even for a franchise that I know was dead. The DCEU is garbage that still gave me hope for dc knowing that there was at least some insight in some direction that was headed right. there and he doesn't shy away from qu- the questions either that's right not, it's not like a big like he's not gonna go into details i'm not gonna give you whole details about this thing but no we're not gonna use this guy yeah. right we're not gonna use that director we're not gonna use this storyline like there's not like this big top secret whatever like we're all grown adults and man. that's like, something yeah. that star wars has never done um i mean we know like they will release things being like okay like in 2015, we knew there was going to be another trilogy. Like, right. sure. Yeah, sure. They will release things like when um, Mando, I don't remember if it was for season one or for season two, they're like, yeah, we're going to do the Ranchers of the Republic that they ended up like pretending that it actually they never said. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, Rangers of the what? Like, I don't, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Um, but we've never seen anything from stay Star up, Wars of where, Twitter, <laughs> where like they've said that this is what we're working on now. This is what's coming next. This is what's happening after that. Like, there's never been a full-out, like, decade worth of 
information that's been publicly available. And the reason why that info is so important too, and I think this is why Star Wars like has such a mountaintops and like deepest valleys like come and go you know thing with the fans is there is no way to manage your expectations because you don't have any information. So you know, oh, they're making stuff. And there's so much Legends content. There's so much out there. And Star Wars fans are just so saturated with the content. There's good canon out there. Yeah, there's phenomenal canon. you can put in live action. And so you spend all of this time speculating what they're doing, who they're going to use, what's going to happen. And then we get the Book of Boba Fett. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it's like yeah this is why we don't trust you because we don't know what you're doing and it seems like you don't know what you're doing because you're not right. talking about it it makes every project feel like it was just like thrown, thrown together, together. Yeah. yeah and whereas like i will sit through the book of boba fett knowing that maybe something coming after is going to be something that like has promise to it right it's like i will gladly sit through the book of boba fett if i know that what's coming after is something like a really high quality um, like Mandalorian story, maybe right. something that's going into yeah. more of the lore of Mandalore. And that's why we, uh, that's why we always get so excited about every Marvel show because we know it's playing to something bigger. So it's yeah. like, even if this isn't the best show, it's adding a layer to something. Yeah. And right. Star Wars, give us that cake. We're okay with it. Like if, like, if I relate this back to that James Gunn thing, it's like, um, even if, like the trailer, we talked about this in the beginning of the episode, the trailer for Blue Beetle just released. Even if I know that Blue Beetle, like if it's not a good story, it's like I still want to see Blue Beetle because I know what's yep. in store for the right. rest of the story that's coming together. I had, I had no desire at all to watch uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah. I had no desire to watch it, but I n- knew that there might be some connections. I ended up right. watching it. It ended up being a really good show. Yeah. Um, speaking of fans that put complete 100% trust in in the the product uh in the Harry Potter world yeah it news breaks this week that we're getting a Harry Potter reboot yeah now mm-hmm. if i was just to stop with that statement um if if you are a Harry Potter fan and you love the movies, which Dr. J does not love the movies. I do not. You and I That's do. Fair. You and I do love yep. the movies. Oh yeah, sure do. If you love the Harry Potter movies, you get your connections to Alan Rickman yeah. and and all these these guys who um, classic classic actors and and even the the young people. I mean, it's just there's so so perfect. There's some nostalgia there. Yeah. Um, if I tell you, hey, we're going to reboot this, you're going to go screw you. That's not pretty much. Don't touch my stuff. You know. Yeah. But it's like it may not be perfect, but it's mine. Yeah. But then but then it it continues on and they go. It's not movies though. It's going to be seven seasons. I need to tell the the lovely listener something. I had not seen this news yet. And Joe told me that this was happening before we started recording. And I said, I don't know. I'm out. Like, they're rebooting Harry Potter. I yeah. don't want it. And then he said the next thing. Seven seasons. Seven seasons. And I said, ooh, that yeah. sounds nice. But I'm not getting my hopes up. But then the icing on the cake. Seven seasons on HBO. And I'm all in, baby. I'm I'm back and I'm so excited for this. I am so ready. I want this to be a yeah. thing so bad. Like H- HBO is about the only thing yeah. that's going to get and me on. I on know board I swore off of being excited for Harry Potter things on this show. I'm back in, baby. I'm Even back as, in. As somebody who's not a huge fan of Harry Potter, like I did not enjoy the movies that I watched. I didn't watch all of them. I've watched like half of the series and I did not enjoy the series. 
this makes me excited to actually yeah. like get into it. Kind of in the same way that like Hogwarts Legacy and seeing like the stuff that came out about that made me want to play the game because it looked like a good game. Sorry. Knowing that it's something from HBO, knowing that it like branching it off into seven seasons makes me feel like it's going to kind of go after like a Game of Thrones vibe because yeah. each Game yeah. of Thrones season is indicative of a book. book. Right. Um, knowing that seven books, seven seasons, each season is going to be a book. This makes me excited for what's coming in. And maybe I'll be a Harry Potter fan. And, and that's what I love too is it obviously has a clear end point. Yeah. With them saying it's going to be seven seasons. And yeah. it's like, they're not building this like thing like uh, they try to do with Fantastic Beasts, where it's like, we're going to try to make five movies off of this prequel lore that we've yeah. not really fleshed out. It's like, no, book one is a season. Define, start, stop. And like that, yeah. there's just so much direction that you can go there and so much like extra like auxiliary lore from Pottermore and whatnot yep. that they can dive into and just give so much justice. Like, I'm l- so looking forward. And from a to pro- the Gobble to Fire being a TV show because yes. that was the movie that I was let down by the most because yeah. that was my favorite book to read. From from mm. a pros and cons standpoint, like I, I'm sitting here going, I do I don't look forward to the fan base fighting over Daniel Radcliffe's replacement. Like I don't look right. forward to. I don't think they would honestly. I understand, but like that's what you typically run into. Because I mean, it's not like this, I'd that, love to see him as James Potter. Though. It's not like that dude's fifty. Right. That right. would be a nice little. Like I'd love to James. see him as like James, but it's not like that dude's fifty. I mean, he's, he's in his what thirties. I mean, he, he still like that. and he yeah, still looks like he's twenty. Sure does. So like these these guys are not old. They're, right, they're right. Still very young. So it's that would be weird. I think a little bit. However, again, HBO better CGI mm-hmm. with it being a TV right. show series and with mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. things that everybody used to gripe and complain about. Hey, that was they left this part out. It was such an important part of the book. You know, and, genie. Jenny, and there are hundreds of hours of YouTube videos talking about what went wrong in the movies compared yep. to the books, and I am sure they will do everything in their power to correct peeves. those things. <laughs> Give us peeves, man! <laughs> so great. As somebody who's just who has not read the books, mm-hmm. but I have watched a few of the movies. Uh-huh. Is there enough content in that book to make up seven hours worth of a? Of For a sure. TV show, yeah, I, I'd say so. Like so, or seven. Like I'm assuming it's seasons. something between like seven to ten episodes, which would be seven hours to ten hours worth. If HBO kind of keeps with their same trend, right? Yeah. I think it'd be smart for the first couple books to be shorter, like you know, shorter seasons, like five or six episodes for the mm. first two books, and then like three, you know, we'll get like seven, you know, three and four, seven, eight episodes, and but then five, know. six, seven, then we can get to like a full 10 but you know they're gonna yeah. be an hour, hour plus long exactly because it's hbo exactly right and so they don't put out a half hour that's episode. that's you the only thing that, that i could like see kind of like that i could foresee being an issue is like because if an entire book could get told in a two hour movie what's who's to say there's not going to be a lot of dead time within there's a, there's a whole lot, lot of the book that's out. left out okay a whole lot. Then like makes me excited yeah and because yeah. and here's the thing too is i feel like hbo has proven that they're really good about making like entire episodes yeah off of just like like the whole like the frank episode um frank and yeah. bill episode of last of us like mm. those were notes like you, that was never in the game like, right that's fair and so they built an entire like super emotionally compelling episode around these two characters that really were barely even side characters in the game. Yeah. And so there are so many like just side moments and side stories happening yeah. in the Harry Potter books that just 
it wasn't worth expounding on in the movies to tell the story of Harry Potter, but would make for good things to watch. I'm thinking about the Goblet of Fire. I mean, each each round of yeah, that could be a whole episode. Each each round, round is a con- is is an episode. Mm. I mean, because like a big part of those rounds was. Harry discovering the clues to right and to you know set him up for how he was going to attempt to win the next round. Uh, the whole episode is devoted to that. That makes total a sense whole Quidditch to episode for the World Cup because we didn't get the World Cup. And this is why I'm saying Goblet of Fire. You brought it up like there's so much in that book that did not make it to screen. The one season that I'm not looking forward to, and I know I'll get backlash on this because for some reason everybody loves this book. I was not a huge fan of Order of Phoenix because it was mm. such an exposition heavy uh, uh, yeah. book. I think which book I'll is like, that? That's the fifth one. Mm, I, I think didn't watch that movie. I'll like it better as a show than I liked it as a book or a movie. I get that. Uh, looking for that half blood prince. Though. That's good. Oh my god, that's, that's my go to. That's the one character where I'm very interested to see how they how they recast Snape. Uh, Severus Snape because Rick Manos mm. is perfect. Well, boys, guess what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. This has been yet another week of 1-900 Nerdy Talk. We kept it at half an hour. We did our best to take care of your time as we took care of your dirtiest, nerdiest needs. Make sure you tune in next week as we keep talking all things nerdy right here on 1-900 Nerdy Talk. Congratulations to UConn. Let's go. Husky Nation. Congratulations to LSU Tigers. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good week for, for Nerdy Talk. Let's go. Yeah. How about you, Dr. J? I had an audition with the School of Education. <laughs> it's exciting. Not audition, interview with the School of That's Education. That's a more normal way to print that. So I had to do that today. That was stressful. How'd you do? Um, I mean, I think I did okay. I'll find out if I made it into the... Was it for, like, something school? important? or? Yeah. Are you trying to be a teacher? What? Shh. Shut up. So low. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Can't talk anymore. Sorry, Jens. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. <laughs>